Good afternoon, my brothers and sisters in the faith, and good afternoon to those in the world that are not of the faith of Christ. So today I want to talk about a scripture in the New Testament that is taken completely out of um, context. I've just seen it and witnessed it just recently, and that's John 3.16. Now, when I read this to you, I want you to pay close attention to what Jesus is saying, because it's completely taken out of context. I'm also going to mention John 3, 5, which I've mentioned countless times. This is ex extremely important, and you need to do what Jesus is telling you. You think you're going to make it to the end. You think that, Jesus, you're going to make it to heaven, then you do what Jesus tells you. In Matthew 24, 13, Jesus says, those who endure to the end will be saved. In other words, if you don't endure to the end, you're not saved. So there's lots of scripture pointing, if you don't endure and stay with him, you won't make it. So all this notion from a Calvinist that once saved, always saved, Sorry, you're not. That's a lie. doesn't say that in Scripture. So I'm going to read you from the beginning of uh, John 3. And I want you to listen to what Jesus is saying to you. And I will stop and explain it and carry on. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from, come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most surely I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most surely I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Listen to what's being said there in John 3, 5. Unless one is born again of water and spirit, they cannot enter the kingdom of God. If you're not born again of water, that's being baptized in water. And what that represents is that you want to die to your old self, that you don't want to be part of this world anymore and the system and the filth. You want to die to swearing, cursing, blaspheming, fornicating, all these things that you've done. You want to repent of these things, which you've already acknowledged before you do that. And the water baptism is you're going to water and you want to give your life to Christ. People out there that call themselves Christians and there's one church, the Salvation Army Church, they believe that that is not applicable. You don't need to be baptized in water when Jesus says you do. You see the hypocrisy. Can you see why so many people look at Christianity and go, what a joke? Because there's so many denominations out there led by Satan. They are being instructed and led because these people are deceived. If you read the book of 2 Thessalonians 2 verses 1 to the end and place, pay close attention to verse 11, God leads these people into a delusion because of the wickedness of their hearts. So churches out there that say you don't need to be baptized in water is a lie from the devil. Jesus says this must happen. And when you do it, it's not just a public thing. This is a massive big explosion in the spiritual realm. This is you giving your life to God for him to adopt you as his son and daughter. This must happen. And if it doesn't happen, the Spirit of God cannot enter you and cannot live inside you to do the work. That's the end of it. And anyone who tells you you don't need to be baptized in water and you'll get the Spirit is a liar. The Bible does not say this and it cannot happen. I'm an example of this. This is what happened to me eight years ago. When I was baptized in water, everything changed. And it was amazing. But without, and I wanted to. I wanted to give my life to God. I wanted to repent of all my sin. I wanted to be saved. 
And I couldn't wait to be baptized. And I prayed to the Lord, please, Lord, bring me to a pastor that will baptize me. And I got led to this pastor who was a lovely lad at the time, right? And within two weeks of being at that church, I was baptized in the North Sea of England. It was amazing. And I remember he was on the beach with all these witnesses, right? And he spoke out about how great it is for someone to give their life to Christ, etc., etc. And then I poured out my heart and told everyone what I'd done in my life, what I was guilty of, what I've done, all the things that I said, all the things I did that were filth and wrong in the world against God. Right? I poured out my heart and people were quite amazed by that, but I was completely honest and that's what you do because you love the Lord so much. I went to that sea, in the sea with people, and I and the, the, the pastor said what he had to say at the time was basically, Steve, I'm going to baptize your name in the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit for the remission of sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Do you have anything to say to the Father? And once again, I poured out my heart and I said, Lord, I love you with all my heart. I'm sorry for what I've done in my life. I repent of all the sins I've done. I want to give my life. I want to serve you. I want to be in your family. And as soon as I was done, I was in tears. He baptized me in the water and I came up, right? And trust me, it was amazing. I felt instant change on the spot, right? And then shortly later on, I received the Holy Spirit. This is what Jesus is saying must happen. And if it's not done in that order, right? You don't have to copy me. You can do it your own way, but it has to be done in that order. That you first acknowledge that you're a sinner. You need help. You want to give your life to the Lord. He will arrange a, a pastor, preacher, evangelist to baptize you. Any man of God can do that, right? You're baptized in the water, then the Spirit of God can enter you. And that is exactly what he's saying in here. This must happen, guys. Without this, you will not be saved at the end. You are not going to have the Holy Spirit. You will not be there at the end. God is not interested in your opinions and what you want. He wants you to follow him. He sets the standards, not you or me. That's the end of it. So I'm going to carry on reading. Verse 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, are you the teacher of Israel? And do not know these things. Most surely I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen. And you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the son of man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up, the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that he whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Now listen to what's being said in John 3.16. I'll read it again from verse 16. For God so loved the world. Now, that word loved with D on the end is very important, right? For God so loved the world. He loved the world at that time on the cross. He did not love it before and he does not love it after because the world is evil. It's fallen. It's full of iniquity. Read Psalms 5 and Psalms 11 and God makes it very clear that he hates sinners. He hates workers of iniquity. 
He makes this very clear that he hates sinners. So for God so loved, the D on the end is extremely important. It's like me saying, I loved that motorbike, indicating I don't anymore. Right? That's what God is saying here in the New Testament. Right? I loved the world at that time on the cross. That's why I gave my son. He did not love the world before, and he doesn't love it after. Read Psalms 5 and Psalms 11. Proverbs 6 Verses 16 to 19. There are six things that God hates. And number seven is an abomination. And that abomination is sowing discord within the church, the community. Basically lying, gossiping, slander. The list goes on. He hates these people. Listen to what scripture is saying. And that's the problem with Christianity. There's so many people just take things out of context. Oh, God loves me. I'll do what I want. No, he won't. Listen, if you're not born again of water and spirit, you're an enemy of God. You're an enemy of his, right? And he will throw his wrath upon you if you are not saved by the blood of Yeshua. It is simple as that, guys. God is not interested in your opinions. You do as you're told. It's as simple as that. So verse 17 says, So for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So Jesus came into the world to save us. Right, But we've got to believe. We've got to repent of our sin. We've got to be born again of water and spirit. We've got to follow him. We've got to listen to him. We've got to pray to him. And if you don't do these things, you're not going to make it to the end. Because when you take scripture into context in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, right, it all points to one way. Following Jesus and listening to him. Right, He's not interested in your opinions and what you want because he'll just push you to one side and say, get on with it. Read 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 1 to 11. Right, so verses 1 to the end. And listen to what happens with those people, like the Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses. They are deceived. They are not Christians. They wear the same Christian tie and the same uniform. They're not Christians. How can you tell the difference by reading the Word of God? It's as simple as that, guys. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. He loved the world at that time. And when you carry on reading, it makes it very clear Jesus is God, as it says in John 2.19 and John 8.58, that Jesus proclaims to be God. For those out there that don't believe Jesus is God, he proclaims it. John's a fantastic. John 2.19, then you've got John chapter 3, and then you've got John 8.58, and many other scriptures in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus proclaims he's God. Listen to what's being said. And I just encourage all of you, please, do what Jesus tells you to do. If you're not born again of water and spirit, you will not enter the kingdom. You will not be there at the end. And when you listen to John 3.16, for those, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son. You've got to carry on believing for the rest of your life. This is not just a one-time thing where you go, I love you, Lord. I want to be in the family. Amen. And you say, no, it doesn't work like that. You're in the family. You've got to follow him and listen to him. This is for the rest of your life. You put Jesus first in your life. He's before everyone in your life. And you've put Jesus in the spirit, number one in your life. Everything in your life, your children, your family, everything gets better because he's there to support you, especially children. He loves children. Who doesn't? Right? But if you don't put Jesus first, you just say, get on with it. And watch what happens. It's as simple as that. I just had to say this because I see this all the time, guys. I see people all the time just dishing out 
their versions of the New Testament, their versions of what this says and that says. And my job as an evangelist is to come into this, right, and explain to you what Jesus is saying. If you're not born again of water and spirit, you will not enter the kingdom of God. And when they talk about John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Yeah, listen to what it says. Loved. L-O-V-E-D. Loved. At that point, at that time. He didn't love it before, and he doesn't love it after. All of those who are outside of Christ are enemies of God. He hates the sinner. He hates the sins that you commit. You're workers of iniquity. iniquity. 2 Timothy 3, listen to that whole chapter about workers of iniquity. These people are enemies of God. These people walk and live and serve Satan. God cares about them and he wants them to repent. And if they repent, they will become adopted children of God. And of course, he will love them because they're his. But right now, anyone outside of Christ is not his and you're an enemy of God. So please, all I ask you to do is read the New Testament. If you say to me, Steve, what script, what testament, I'm sorry, what translation do you recommend? Personally, the King James Version got redone into modern English in 1982. I've got a 1982 New King James Version. It's very accurate. It's very direct. I love directness. I love it. I'm very direct myself. I love people and things being direct with me because I'll just take that in. And that's what I suggest to everyone. The later translations like 2000 year, 2000, year 2000 onwards, I've seen scriptures watered down. And that's bad. These people are in serious trouble. But that's just my recommendation, the New King James Version. Um, and I'm sure that will help you. And I pray for you, brothers and sisters out there, that you accept this and do what God tells you. And for you that are lost, I pray that you see this. And please be born again. Please repent of your sins. Because if you don't, the punishment that waits for your sin that you've committed is everlasting. Liars, gossipers, blasphemers, all these slanderers, you're all going to answer. No one's getting away with anything. That's the end of it. Let me pray. Lord, I pray for the people, Lord, that listen to this. I pray for those out there that listen to this message. That it's very clear, Lord. That, Lord, you love those who repent. You don't love workers of iniquity. You say this in Psalms 5 and Psalms 11. You make it very clear in the New Testament, Lord, that it's your standard. If people don't meet that standard, they're finished. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, Father, they come to you, Lord, with an open heart in truth. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray. Amen. God bless you all. Bye.